0: Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina.
1: I'm James. And I am Michael. How's it going? Here we are.
0: <laughs> and here we
1: are. The best part about this podcast is that we don't rehearse anything. And uh, we we did talk for 40 minutes before getting on here, but we didn't talk about how we we're going to start this show. So that's why there was a moment of, of silence that, that Michael will keep in for dramatic effect.
2: Yeah, the, the key... Two minutes to the show is is just that's that's how you you know where the show is gonna go, and uh, I think that's pretty telling. I think that was really good. We could talk for forty minutes nonstop. We hit re- record, and we have nothing to say to each
1: other.
0: Silence, cricket. Silence.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now uh, I do want to I do want to mention something here, which is not in our show notes. That there's not a lot of news this week. That 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 part's in right. our show notes, but we are recording before the start of CES. And my hypothesis is that there's going to be tons of switch accessory stories coming out. So if you're, if you're like, oh, how come you didn't talk about all the CES stuff? Because we record on a, on a, a few days ahead of time before CES Mm. starts. I love CES. I'm so hyped for CES this year. And I think this year, maybe, of course, we'll see a bunch of TVs and a bunch of other shenanigans. So I think we're going to see some just crazy, ridiculous switch accessories. So I'm really excited for that. So.
2: I always love it. I'm excited, and I would imagine you are now too. But we always see some good drone uh, stuff come out. So now that you're a drone owner as well, maybe you're excited. Maybe you want to see what DJI is going to be putting out there in the world.
1: I'm hyped. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much more they can they can do, but you know, I, I'm pretty hyped. And- uh, well, I won't get into drone ridiculousness, but I, I'm pretty hyped just around all things CS, but just also the accessories that come out for the the drones and for the TVs and for mm. accessories and all this stuff. So I'm, 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 yeah, I'm super hyped to see what what they're going to do um as well. And all the other, 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 um, other companies that are in that feet in that space too. So, yeah. uh, it'd be pretty cool. Maybe we'll get like yeah. a drone video game. So there we go. <laughs> drone simulator. Yeah. 5, I'd be down that. Yeah. I'd be down for that. <laughs> I mean, I did, I did buy a little, um, like one of those on Amazon, little $20, uh, has no sensors, has nothing at all to help me just practice around the house. Sure. Uh, because they're nearly, it's nearly impossible to fly, but if you can master that, then you become really good at flying. So if you want to have a fun game, that's not a game for your Switch. It's called Buy This $20 Drone. I'll put it in the show notes. And uh, crash and, around the house. And, and you crash it around <laughs> the house and nonstop. It's great. And uh, it's really, really good. So I highly recommend it. So there you go. Nice.
0: Uh so I don't know what is C. Is it like a an electronics conference?
1: Yeah, it's the consumer electronics show. So it's the Oh, okay, okay, all right. Think of E3, but yeah. for consumer electronics.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. It's I just fun. didn't know what that stood for. I've never heard it called that like the, the abbreviation, I just heard consumer electronics. So that's it. (laughs)
1: CES, Yeah. So every, every January, right after new year's, it's just like smorgasbord of some things that are real. And then some things that are not real and we won't Hmm. see. So the thing is CES is it's right before mobile world Congress. So MWC, uh, which is where like a lot of the new phones get announced and then you have E3. So there's sort of this start to the year, which is like consumer electronics. I think we're going to see a lot of stuff for streamers, lots of new cameras, lots of new monitors and televisions, 8K shenanigans. It, it's usually like, here's all this technology that like are buzzwords that you, like, you don't really need. Um, and then you get Mobile World Congress, which is like, here's a bunch of new phones, foldable stuff. And then half mm-hmm. of it is all fictitious and who knows if it'll ever come out. And then the same thing at E3, which is, it's funny because it's the same thing at E3. Like here's a bunch of like amazing stuff. And then here's a bunch of games that you'll never see too. So it's kind of at least
0: at least E3 is a little bit later. I feel like this is a funny time because it's, you just got all these cool new electronics for Christmas and now here's everything that's going to make you hate the thing you just got.
1: All everything you got <laughs> is now outdated. Boom. Right. It's
0: obsolete. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Love it. Oh, well, you want to get it to the news, Christina?
0: Yeah, I'll just hop right in. So uh, we got a report from Europe from Nintendo, Basically, last week, we talked about the most played Switch games. I think it was just the US, but this time, yeah, we have the report from Europe. Um, So this is only from European Nintendo accounts that have their data sharing enabled. So if you don't have your data sharing enabled, you didn't contribute to the list at all. So there's 20 games I'm going to go through very quickly, probably run out of breath, but here we go. So first place, Fortnite. Second place, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Third place came Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Fourth is Minecraft. Fifth, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Sixth, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Seventh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Eighth, Super Mario Odyssey. Nine, FIFA 19. Tenth is Splatoon 2. Eleventh, Pokemon Sword. Twelfth, Pokemon Shield. Thirteenth, New Super Mario Brothers Ultimate Deluxe. Fourth, Super Mario Party. Fifth, (laughs) fifteenth, Super Mario Maker 2. Sixteenth, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Seventeenth place is FIFA eighteen. Eighteenth place is Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Nineteenth is Diablo three: Eternal Collection. And twentieth place, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle.
2: It's kind of interesting because we knew that there was a discrepancy between Pokemon Sword and Shield as far as what mm-hmm. we mentioned last. The last episode was most downloaded games of twenty nineteen. I don't know about played because this is gotcha. actually documenting the play time, but most downloaded Pokemon Sword came in number six. Pokemon Shield came in number 11. And then as far as play time, those Shield players really put in their put in their time because it's it's real close. It's mm. one right after the other. Kind of interesting.
0: Well, it was interesting. And it's the same with Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, yeah. six and 7th. So I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, a lot of great games on there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking that this is going to be very similar across a lot of the markets. I think that you'll take the FIFA and replace that with some other game, but the rest of it would look very similar. Like I think that all these games across all districts of the world would be very, very similar in here. And obviously right. in Europe, soccer is much larger or football if you will, is much larger than it is in other parts of the world. Um, but I think this would look pretty similar. There's really nothing in here that I'm thinking like would would like feel nothing feels out of place, um, but still f- fascinating that Fortnite is just number one and brought in also, by the way, the most profitable game of last year, one point mm-hmm. eight billion dollars. Yeah, crazy. So, Jeez. I wish that
0: there was like a independent game on this list just because there's so many available on the switch like. I'm surprised Untitled Goose Game isn't on here. I mean, I'm assuming that's available in Europe, right?
1: Yeah, but I mean, these are long games. You know, if you you look at a lot of these games, you look at Untitled Goose Game, it's a two to three hour game and then you're done. True. Um, and then a lot of these games that are on here, Fire Emblem Three Houses, that game's 85 billion hours and Zelda, you could mm-hmm. play it forever. And same thing, I think Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, even though it's number 20, it's a long game. Like I played it for, I beat it fully. It's a long game. Yeah. And then you get the multiplayer game. So you get the Mario Kart, you get the Fortnite, you get the Smash Bros. Uh, those yeah, aren't the single player sense. that's keeping it around. It's just that. Um, yeah. The one that does stick out to me is maybe New Super Mario Brothers, and um super mario party but yeah i would love to see a a third a third party title and that'd be really cool not just a third party but an indie on there i mean i would like to see a list of most played indie games let me see that right that'd be yeah i want all all the statistics like give me all nintendo you have
0: all the stats
1: give it
2: to (laughs) us so it was crazy when we were researching this article though how many people had took offense to the fact that they were tracking this data and some of the comments were kind of like, yeah, you, first off you selected to share it, if that's the case, but you don't think they're tracking this stuff. I mean, it's, it's kind of important, but, uh, You know, if you're online or you're doing anything, it's being tracked. You just got to come
1: to grips with that at this point. I
0: mean, I mean, they can they can solve murders with the switch because they're tracking them, guys. Exactly. Wake up. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) I mean, And if you want to turn off, if you want to turn it off, that's fine, too. But I love my little monthly report. I mean, also,
0: also,
1: also, there's literally nothing that like the things that they're tracking, right, are are your playtime and the games that you're playing. Like, that's the information that I actually want now. Right. What would be fascinating is I don't know if you turn it off, if you still get your own statistics in just the switch itself. But the problem with in just the switch itself and not your monthly reports or yearly reports is that it's like a generic 45 hours or over 200 hours. Like You don't really know how many hours mm-hmm. of Fortnite Michael's played because it's he's capped it out. It's like over a billion hours and you just yeah. don't know. Um, nine, 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 nine,
0: nine, nine, <laughs> nine.
1: Yeah, I would like to oh, you yeah. know what I would love to see is I would love for them to not do hours, but then break it down into days and weeks, just more mm. granular, because when you see that Michael's played Fortnite for three weeks. Three months. Yeah, three months. <laughs> um like Michael, what is that? You know, you could have done a lot. <laughs> oh, you know, you'd go into, you know, you'd go into wow, like World of Warcraft, and, yeah, and our wow, it it down into days, into days, and I think weeks, I think Ooh. even months. Like, they would break, and it was there was one day I remember doing like slash playtime, and um, yeah, it hit some week margin, like, and a, or month margin or something. I said, This is not, it's not healthy, so I left. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've got to delete, so that's probably
0: uh, why they don't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't want people to, yeah, I've they don't only, want people to see that for the
2: record. I've only done 225 hours worth of fortnite on my switch after,
0: after you enabled the data sharing
2: oh uh-huh. no, that's just that's <laughs> no, the switch tracking kidding. it so okay, 225 okay. on switch and then i i don't know much smaller amount on xbox because that's where i started playing it but sure. uh that's that's a lot of time that's a lot of time yeah. <laughs> nine over by nine.
1: far my most played over nine days just that's over it's that's crazy that's crazy <laughs> That's okay. That's yeah.
2: It's pretty- But you could pretty... be sleeping.
1: You could be sleeping or playing Fortnite. I mean- Ah, I'll play Fortnite all day. <laughs> <laughs> <was gonna> <laughs> <laughs> now let's jump into the next story. And this is
2: actually, this is like a, a little bit of a throwback. We just discussed this, things that we want to see f- for the Switch in the future, in this coming year. And one of those was you know the eShop and the home screen of the Switch kind of being optimized, give us organization. Well- we are not alone in this. The co-founder of Platinum Games has just recently criticized Nintendo with that poor home screen in a series of tweets. This is good because for us kind of chatting about it, Nintendo could kind of shrug it off, be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you got a couple people on the dispatch arguing that the home screen is not good enough. But this is an actual high profile critique coming from somebody, you know, Bayonetta, the director of Bayonetta is saying, yo, you're. Home screen is garbage. You need to fix this. We want folders. We want to be able to organize games. I mean, personally, I would love to have an organization system where it's what I'm currently playing, it's on my backlog, and here's things I've already finished. Three folders. That's all I want. Just give me the option. And now you have a high-profile person doing the same thing. So I think maybe, could this actually happen at some point? I don't know. I mean, the 3DS had folders, and they got that update a year after it came out. Here we are almost 3 years and not a single update yet. So, I I hope it's something we see. I really do.
1: I don't I don't know if I need folder. I mean, I would I would take folders, but one thing that I could envision for the home screen is is like a larger banner of what I'm actually playing right now. So, instead of going horizontal, you go vertical up down and like a larger display of what I'm playing with statistics about it and then just all the icons below it um maybe in groups and maybe that's where you could put your folders or you could yeah. have certain things uh the, the one thing i when well, my 3ds with folders is that i'd put stuff in folders and then i would never be able to find anything <laughs> yeah, but forget where they were <laughs> but i do i i like how the switch organizes by default my recently played games because those are the games i usually want to go back to the problem is is when i want to find something older it's it's quite hard or even that I have to hit another button to go into it is hard, but I would like some more rich content there. Imagine that Fortnite, you're playing, your Fortnite's up and it's like, you're doing this thing or some information about it or his last update. And it's like, you've played for 5 billion hours, Michael. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and your two friends are online playing Fortnite right now. Like you could just have yeah. some more contextual information. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Make it more useful. You know, give give us a little bit more information. You've got all of this data
2: now. Let's see it. Let's see, you know, let's use it.
0: Yeah. I just want to be able to see my go-to games because I have like three or four right now. And then the games that I need to play because they're like, you know, we've gotten codes to play games and I just haven't gotten to them yet because they're so like they're, they're tucked away now. I don't see them, so they don't come to mind. But if I had like a folder, just like four tiles of games I play another like, group of like four tiles and it's like games that i need to play so yeah, yeah just something even simple like that would be a step in the right direction
1: they, they could do like netflix add to my add to my yeah, playlist yeah. right so there's two maybe there's two rows and then up top is all the yeah. stuff that you want sticky and then the other one is just recently played stuff that's a good idea too but uh, mm-hmm. I guess we could just come up with ideas all day and Nintendo won't do anything anyway. So it just yeah. doesn't matter. So, uh, <laughs> but maybe they will. Uh, and talk about maybe something that Nintendo may do sometime. Who knows? Is get into the streaming um, game market, the cloud gaming. Uh, we heard Reggie Fisame recently share his thought about how he thought that game streaming was going to take over the world. Uh, well, Nintendo president, uh, Shantaro, Furukawa-san, uh, recently weighed in in uh, an interview in Nikkei. Uh, now, in this interview, the question that was prompted to him was this. It was, with the rise of cloud gaming, do you think that expensive, dedicated video game hardware, like the Nintendo Switch, will become a thing of the past? One, I don't know how expensive the hardware... Like, I don't know how expensive it is. Let's get on. It's like $200. But yeah. um, it, for some people, that is expensive. So I, under, I understand. But also... You know, we could talk about the subscriptions and stuff. Is subscriptions add up? But but when you in compare general, it to a PC, <laughs> yeah, when you compare it to a PC or yeah, gaming ring or something. did you? So this is really less about cloud gaming, more about does you think hardware will go away? And we can have our thoughts on that. Uh, but for san said it's possible that cloud gaming could capture the public's interest in ten years from now. However, at this point in time, I do not think that dedicated hardware will go away. It's a long way off before we'll really know the outcome. With that said, it would be pointless to solely focus on methods of play that can uh, only be had on dedicated hardware. Hence, your audience starts saying they can play on other consoles or smartphones instead. you're finished. So I think that this is indicative of him saying, I don't think right now that it's mainstream and it's ready to be mainstream. However, it would be ridiculous for us not to be thinking and going into this direction into the future. That's right. my that's mm-hmm. my interpretation here.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is something I completely agree with. I do think that's that's going to be where we end up. I just don't think we're ready yet. I would like to see a hybrid system that's capable of doing that. You know, the switch has been playing with those things in Japan, especially. I want to see that functionality. I want to be able to play games and stream them if I have the capability and whether that's a subscription or how however it works I want that option but I understand like it's just not there and we not everybody has the internet coverage not everybody has the the ability to do this yet so make a hybrid system like the switch that's not that's able but maybe isn't it exclusive to just streaming games yeah yeah i mean so,
0: yeah i could see it maybe like in the future there being like an option in the eShop. like if you want to buy physical or buy like buy the actual game or if you would rather stream it then it's cheaper but maybe you're compromising the stream quality like you're always going to have to be connected to wi-fi you're always going to have to be connected to the internet somehow in order to play and enjoy it or you can just buy the actual download and and do it that way if if you feel there's more security in it like i feel like that's going to be the next step f- probably for nintendo's they're going to do something like that maybe
1: Yeah, right now we have, so there's the things on the market and, and, and we, this is what we actually talked a lot Mm -hmm. about a lot before we started the podcast. We could really understand the market because I don't, I haven't done any game streaming at all, right? We know that Google Stadia is sort of the first, not the first one, the, the most recent to come out with not having hardware, not having any requirements or just like, here's a controller and go that's from Google. But that one, you, you buy the games and then stream them. And then you can also get a subscription to get discount on games and additionally get those games streaming at higher bit rates. Then you have PlayStation Now, which is from Sony, which works on PlayStation 4 and the PC. You can stream games at um, 720p, or you can download some of them too, is what is what I understand. So you can get them in higher resolution. They have 800 games, 300 of which are from PlayStation 4 now over on the microsoft side of things again this is the company that i work for i like to be very transparent about this however i'm not in this division at all for the 18th billion time on this podcast (laughs) is that there is obviously xbox live gold which is similar to playstation plus which is playing games online discounts on games then you have game pass and game pass is a monthly subscription similar to playstation now um except for it's not game streaming you download those games to your system you get access to hundreds of games there and there's Game Pass, PC or Game Pass Ultimate, and Ultimate gives you um, those games on Xbox, PC, and Xbox Live Gold. That's the best deal. That's like fifteen bucks a month. Yeah. Um, and then there is two different streaming services for Xbox. So the first one, which has been out for a while in preview, which is Xbox Console Streaming, which is Michael or Christina own an Xbox, own a game. They can then stream that game to their mobile device because they own it and they can just stream it. And that is Xbox console streaming. That's pretty cool. Then there is Project xCloud, which is the streaming service, which basically there's a bunch of games and you can stream them um, to your Android phone and in the future to your PC uh, as well over Wi-Fi or mobile network. And that one, Microsoft hasn't announced, I don't, I don't think anything about finalization or pricing or how things that will work there, but, um, that's how that works. So there's a lot of options. A lot of people are playing there, And of course, Nintendo has tinkered with game streaming in Japan, like resident evil, um, as well. But for me, I don't think, I think that they're great options, right? I like what Christina said, like you get to pick, maybe you want to have this option. I like the subscription service a lot. Like, Hey, I want to just get a bunch of games go. Like I was on an airplane this morning and you know what I did is I got on my switch light and I played a game mm-hmm. and like that, that just worked. Right. I mean, and then it worked and it was, it was good to go. And like the, for me, I don't want to play everything on my mobile device. Like I don't like having things on here. And, and even still, if I was to stream, I can't stream on Alaska, Alaska airlines, Wi-Fi on the plane, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't think it's going to work. So for me, if I didn't have my switch, I would be limited to whatever games I have on my, on my phone and which is mostly solitaire and that, and that's it. So I just sit there and play solitaire. <laughs> so to me, I think, I think that there's a lot of value still to having a dedicated console because you're not always somewhere where there is internet and you want to play games. But I think for the home console, it makes a lot of sense. If your Xbox is sitting under your television or PlayStation, like, and you have internet, like that's really, really good. Um, so well, that's my sort of in my, in my insight into, into it that I, I like, I like that it exists. And for some people it's going to be great, but mass consumer, I, I don't know. I mean, still 20% of the United States t- still have feature phones. They don't even have smartphones. So it's like, you know, there's 20% just gone. And then you're also expecting that kids are also all going to have smartphones. You're going to give them unlimited data. And I think there's other things to think about there. That's my other shenanigans in there yeah it's definitely not ready but i
2: it's a move in the in a in a direction i think is inevitable yeah right it's 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 i mean i think there was that same pushback and you you still see it a little bit probably today you've kind of made your mind up whether you're still physical or digital and but initially when digital was pushing forward there was a lot of pushback on that well i don't i want to own it i want the physical i want this i want that whereas for me i've like i'll take digital all day and physical if i have to but it's just not in my i don't want it and i think when it becomes the norm it's going to be the same thing you know push back do i want to stream it do i want to own it and you know there's definitely those use cases where you're on a plane or you just don't have reliable internet you can't stream it so there you have to be able to own something in some format but i i think it's a pretty exciting um step you know if you could stream a, a Great game and like perfect fidelity on your Switch or a small device that maybe is not hardware wise capable but can still do it. That opens a lot of doors for people. That's now, now you the Switch or any device has become so much more valuable because you can do almost anything on it. And then I do think the hardware becomes less important and it's more about what games are you going to get and who's going to, you know, how I think it's going to be a licensing battle after that because now anything can do it. So where's where's the incentive to stick with any some any one company? You know, there's there's gonna be nothing there. There's, mm-hmm. exclusives are dying as it is. So it's kind of what form factor do you like? What, you know, company do you support? I don't know. Pretty interesting.
0: I think the most interesting thing to me right now, and and this is kind of what I'm hoping is the case. Is, so, okay, we have some kind of cloud gaming service for PlayStation, something for Google, something for Xbox. Xbox has, like, what, two or three or whatever. Nintendo has really no service specifically for cloud gaming yet. And I like to picture that they're just sitting there watching and observing to see what happens. So hopefully when they eventually do come to that point, it'll be amazing. <laughs>
1: Just putting a lot of faith in Nintendo. <laughs> That's my I hope. That's my know. hope.
0: I know, I know. But like obviously based on the last like year or so, especially with their online service or whatever, it's dodgy. But I, I like to hope that this is gonna be the thing that they like launch forward with. It's obviously I'm I'm an optimist, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I just like this like, picture. They're just sitting there like watching and like observing like, oh, they're doing that interesting. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah.
2: I mean, when, when this does come out for Nintendo, you're going to have uh, a subscription code that you will have to share with your friends. And that's it's <laughs> all code based. Like
0: Twice. You'll have yeah, to get what, two different codes. Yeah. <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs>
2: We tend to stay away from giving sales and and deals on the show because when we record, you know, there's a lull. There's about two three days before it goes live. But we thought this one was worth sharing, and it doesn't seem that there's a date on when it expires. It's just when while supplies last. And that is the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller is on sale for fifty five dollars. Typically, that's a $70 controller. We thought it's absolutely worth mentioning. Hopefully, the supplies last while this is still out. We checked the links before we recorded. Everything is still there. Uh, and we will have Amazon and Walmart links in the show notes so people can jump there and get, hopefully, a Pro Controller for $55. Bucks. I will say, as a Pro Controller owner, I absolutely love using it. I, it's It it does change. Um, I've used the Joy-Cons and the, like, the little you know, controller holder that it came with. And and the pro controller is a very comfortable controller. So if you've been on the fence about it, I would say now's the time to pick that up.
1: Yeah, it'll change your life. Um, Now we do have a few other little rumor mills because there's not a lot of news. It is the lull of, you know, the new year just happened. Uh, But we got some rumors too specifically um, that I'm a little bit hyped for. The the first one, I'm a little wishy-washy on it. Uh this was a tweet from Yuyukami uh who works at GameStop that uh tweeted a photo of I used to work at GameStop so I know kind of what's going on here but basically that for the Nintendo Switch upcoming releases which gets printed off uh, weekly um at GameStop so at GameStop there's a binder of all the new releases and inside of it um they it auto prints off, you punch holes in it, and then people can, you know, reserve the games. Cause I don't know, people still think they need to reserve games in 2020, but um <laughs> if you need to, a GameStop will definitely take your five dollars. And um, so inside of here are all the games that are upcoming with the dates. And mysteriously, there were about 20 new SKUs um added for the Nintendo Switch that were all dated for 31 2019. Which is a little bit weird because you they would think they're for 2020, but this just means that someone yeah. selected the date, put it in there, and uh, what this individual is saying is like, oh, we're starting off 2020 strong. Does this mean a new, you know, Nintendo Direct? And what this means is that somebody at GameStop entered these new SKUs. Like there is a number assigned to this, which means they're there for a reason. Um, and who knows? You know, it's not unlike Nintendo to do a Nintendo. Uh, direct in in January or February, so maybe we'll get more, maybe we won't. I mean, they've been releasing a lot of videos on Animal Crossing, but you know, I don't know. I always take another Nindy, but I feel like we just got a Nindy. That's that's kind of my my thing about it.
2: Yeah, I I think we got a Nindy. I do think there's a direct coming, whether it's you know this month or next. I do think we're going to see one. Pretty soon that covers everything else, especially Animal Crossing. So, you know, that's coming up pretty quickly that they want to hit that, right? I mean, how many did we see for Pokemon? How many did we see for Smash? I mean, it seemed like every month there was an, an, a direct that had 20 minutes of info about that game that was still upcoming. And we know the Animal Crossing crowd has been itching for this for years. So I'm, I'm almost surprised we haven't seen a lot more about Animal Crossing. And I do expect to see it very, very soon. I, I think we're going to get a lot of Animal Crossing
1: in our faces. Yeah. We'll get like an Animal Crossing Direct plus a little bit more. Like here's yeah. a bunch of other games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah that's
0: that probably right. what the next one will be about. It's on, uh, I saw that the next one is on February 13th. Oh, okay.
2: Is it Slated confirmed? Already?
0: Yeah. Is that confirmed? Yeah, I, lu- I looked it up. Oh, I believe so. Dispatch Watch exclusive? 5 p.m. on February 13th. No,
1: that what on 2019 though? Those last oh. years. Yeah.
2: Last <laughs> year. So last year, you're, you're, you're on the nose, but just a year late
1: last year. But that is curious because maybe we didn't get one in January. Maybe we got one in February. So, yeah. oh. so there you have yeah. it. We will see. Thank you for giving us the recap. <laughs> Christina with the recap.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh,
1: the, the, one that, the one that I am excited about, though, is that the European Game Information Board, who rates games for Europe, um. They just put out a rating for Metro Redux for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Now, Metro Redux includes both Metro Last Light Redux and Metro 2033 Redux, uh, the first-person shooter, which is very, very good, which I own on PC, but don't play because I barely play games on the PC. Um, uh, They have it rated, which is cool. The only problem is that it hasn't been announced at all and um, that only one Portuguese retailer, Gaming Replay, Uh, listed it on their site, but then removed it. So maybe we'll get it. Maybe we won't. Maybe this will be part of the Nintendo Direct. I Mm -hmm. don't know.
0: In February 13th. Uh,
1: (laughs) February 13th. You heard it here first. Anyways, uh, these are excellent games. So I hope that we get them because that would be pretty, pretty great. Panic button. Get on it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm excited. I really hope this is a true rumor
2: because I've had my eye on Metro Redux for, I don't know, when it was... I don't know, it's for some other system and never picked Mm -hmm. it up, but it definitely looks really good. And if it comes out on the switch and, you know, runs well, I, that might be the place to get it. Mm, Yeah.
0: All right. So I'm going to move on to the top 10 bestsellers of the week, if that's okay with you guys. Oh,
2: I love that idea.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. (laughs) I feel like this week I am like Christina reader of lists. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, first place is cuphead. Second place, Mario Kart eight deluxe third place, super smash brothers, ultimate, Fourth place is Minecraft. Fifth, Pokemon Sword. Sixth, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Seventh is Rocket League. Eighth, Untitled Goose Game. Ninth, Mana Spark. And 10th, Luigi's Mansion 3. And there were no new games in the top 30. So Hmm. that's where we are. Excellent.
2: So that gets us to new releases for this week. Like the last week or two weeks now, there wasn't a whole lot for me that I found interest in, but I know that we have a few check marks on here. So I'll let um, Christina kick it off
0: so one game that I was interested in uh, yeah interested in list list was uh, 140 or 140 it's five dollars comes out January 9th uh, Mats, you had this one checked as well I actually this one showed up in the eShop temporarily like two months ago I added it to our show notes and we were checking through the the game list right before the show and it wasn't there anymore oh. so i'm not sure what happened but I, it was interesting that it was on there today um and i actually had it checked that last week so it, it, it's a crazy game it's basically you switch between a shape as you go along a path and depending on the shape you are depends on what you do so if you're a triangle you're jumping if you're a square you're staying still or if you're a circle you're rolling forward and the music of the game goes along with what you do and it's it's very like electronic i really like the music um it's from the same lead designer of inside and limbo but it's from 2013 so what what year did limbo come out it was like mm-hmm. four years ago yeah
1: yeah i don't know if it was before but it looks no, really it was good. 2010 so this it must have been
0: oh this is after then okay yeah. interesting
1: yeah it's okay, limbo seems this, like this not good. that long ago but then it was 10 years ago
0: <laughs>
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> i was uh the decade
0: went by fast <laughs> yeah
1: this game does look cool to me too the art style is yeah crazy uh and it's very
0: it's, abstract
1: yes yeah yeah and uh it's five dollars so i think it's right up my uh insta buy um Mm -hmm. you know price point there and i agree with you i think the music is really um i don't know there's something that graphics can either be like like low but then like not look good but then in this vein like the graphics are like if you think about there's like geometric shapes and like kind of look terrible and fuzzy and like weird but at the same time like amazing and i don't know why and i just need it in my life i guess so it's just
0: very minimal abstract but colorful yeah. I think, I think the colors really helps a lot, but yeah, with the music, I don't know. It just, it, it seems to work really well together.
1: Yeah. Uh, that, that was definitely on my list as well as the other game, which is maybe this is why it was on and then off is, but this one's Thoth. thought, 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 T H T H Thoth, O Thoth. Thoth. Terrible name. I like I like the other one better, <laughs> but, uh, this is also <laughs> also by the same exact, um, uh, d- the designer, uh, Jeppy Carlson. Um, and this game came out after 140, um, but this one's different. It, it's in a similar vein art style, but it's a, uh, arcade shooter. Um, so it's, you, you play as this little, little ball, but it's a shooter and it has these r- crazy shapes. This one is not a music base that I can tell from the video or anything like that. Like the first one, but, mm-hmm. uh, looks really good for me. It's also $5. So I might just, you know, I wish there was a bundle pack and I would pick up both. So, mm. Hmm. But I'm also a shooter fan. Um now yeah. I, I will say there's uh those both come on the ninth, on the sixth. So to kick off the week, there's a game that I I'll talk about later, which is Ultimate Racing 2D. Um, a game you should not buy, but um uh it, it did came it, did, it is coming out. Um uh, I'll talk about it later, but it's the ultimate top down racer. Uh that game we did get a code for, so um I'll talk about it. In fact, you may like it. Uh, in general, if you like this type of game, we'll talk about it in the what you've been playing. It's, it's a top-down racer. But the other game I checked that I was fascinating about was Blackmore 2, uh, The Trader King. Uh, this is just a um, side-scroller beat-em-up platformer. Um, kind of looks like 90-esque era, you know, hand-drawn type of stuff. But this one intrigued me only because it has four-player online multiplayer. And I love... To just shout out to any game that has online multiplayer, especially in the indie space, because this game could easily just be a couch co-op game, but it's not, um, you know, they put in the extra effort there. So I thought that that was, was cool in general. So it's like a side scroller, crazy beat em up, you know, uh, you have dragons and, and bears and magic and swords and all sorts of, you know, questing type of stuff. And, uh, it looks, looks, looks a little silly. So that was the other one I checked. For $10. Right. Yeah. not bad. Some, some low
2: cost options for this week then. So if you're interested, check those out. But that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show, what you're playing. And Mats, I'm going to have you jump to this because you've teased it. You've teased it already with Ultimate Racing 2D. <laughs> we need more. We need to know. Go for it.
1: All right, Ultimate Racing 2D, we got a code for. So we appreciate uh, Apple Amazing, uh, the developer and publisher for the code. Uh, so, do you remember in the arcade, uh, there was a top-down racer that had three wheels on it? I forget what the name of it was, but it was in every arcade, every bowling alley, and you would spin it, and you would crank it, and it was a top-down racer. Do you do, do folks know what I'm talking about here?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I can't think of the name either, but I do remember the, the game.
1: And that's that's basically this game. It is a <laughs> top-down racer. Um, Top down racing game. Uh, there's a bunch of different modes. So there's like qu- the quick race. That's what I played. Cause I just wanted to play, but you can set up tournaments and, tr- you know, um, um, circuits and all sorts of different things. The difference here is that, um, well, there's a career mode, a championship mode and, and local multiplayer, no online. Uh, the difference is that you're in a top down racer with 20 different carts and you can play with up to eight players locally. So you can take all the joy cons a, a car. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, But there's a bunch of different race tracks from all over the world, and they're optimized for the different types of um, vehicle that you will be racing in because there are 35 racing classes. So it's not just a single type, not just you don't get one game, guys, you get 35 games because there is IndyCar, there's bumper cars, there's motorcycles, there's tractors there's, uh, all sorts of different things and they all have different physics and things like that. Um, so it's pretty cool just as being like, it is, this game is exactly what it describes and is trying to be, which is a top down racing game for a bunch of people. And, uh, Mm -hmm. it's hard to be extremely mad at it. You know, if you're going through longer courses, like you have to do pit stops and you have to pull off and things like that, it's quite hard to play. Um, that's my only thing is, uh, I played about six races and I came in 20th place out of 20, all but one time where I came in 19th place. So, um, I did have fun. I will say like in, in the 20 minutes that I played the game, I did, there was joy and anger, but there was some joy in it. Uh, and, and, and then when i looking at it, I was like, you know, they put, they put a little bit of effort into it. It's, it's not the most amazing game in the entire world but you know there's split screen there's you know it could be raining you have different types of vehicles and i was like all right it's it's maybe not worth ten dollars but i thought it was a a pretty interesting i mean it's 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 literally not terrible that's but it's also not amazing it's you know it's in the middle somewhere in there and if you have some kids i think this would be a cool cool game for for kids that that were you know or into this vein of top-down um in uh you know game but maybe five bucks would be a little bit better. Yeah
2: maybe keep this on the wish list because when mm-hmm. it inevitably goes on sale, maybe then then it's worth you know yeah. it's funny because it says you know 20 20 cars on the track up to eight players locally. Well why not give us the online option to play with 20 actual racers in the game? I think yeah. that would be that would add probably a lot more fun to it overall. You could have leaderboards, you could have all kinds of stats. It it doesn't I'm looking at the images of it, and it doesn't look terrible. I mean, it doesn't look great. It's got a very distinct design decision that they went with for this. Mm -hmm. It is made to look like a retro arcade game, I I think. And I love the idea of of the possibility that you were playing with other people, but they just didn't didn't implement that. And I think that's unfortunate. I mean, it, it does... You know there's a there's a spot like you said where there's actual weather effects and the rain looks cool like the way it's it's designed it looks like you're looking down in a rainstorm yeah. but uh yeah i it's unfortunate maybe wish list this for when it goes on sale it might be worth picking up and have some fun with but yeah they should have had it online
1: multiplayer i think yeah. that would have been cool yeah that would have been yeah that would have been really nice. Uh, and, and again, like if you just don't fill them, then fill it with AI, but try to get as yeah. many people in a random races as, as humanly possible. So that'd be cool. Yeah. I like it. Uh, you want me to go through the rest of the stuff I've been playing? I'll go. really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else you got? Uh, so I booted up Fortnite on my PC, um, because I was testing on my new graphics card and, and, uh, to my surprise, all my stuff transferred over is again, really easy because I, Logged in and created everything on my Switch first, which is linked to my Nintendo account, and my Epic account on my computer is linked to my Nintendo account, and then it all just magically worked. Um, I, I dropped in and uh, I got I, the first time I played on my PC, I got a, a victory Royale, which was cool. Um, but I think it was maybe because I was at a lower level, like I was just starting fresh. So maybe I don't know if they pair you up with people at your level. Um, but then I, I played the, the game more, and and I don't know how you feel about this season i like the new map i like what's going on Uh, i just hate the battle and the 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 battle pass and the uh challenges again they didn't it's back to what it it was with the weeks not not with the weeks but with the groupings of random stuff so i was i came in so late to this season that there was just so much stuff i was like "Uh, i'm not gonna be able to finish any of it and i don't really know what i'm doing anymore that's kind of like my analysis i guess
2: yeah, the 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 challenges I to be 100% honest with you, I started when the winter stuff came. I I've been ignoring the entire season. So I started playing it after the season technically should have ended, oh. and I'm at level almost 60 already oh, in wow. the last 2 weeks and I have not paid attention to a single challenge. It's yeah. just you doing stuff. So I'm I'm not even paying attention. I'm not trying to hit challenges. I'm not trying to level up or anything. Mm-hmm. I was just playing and having fun in the game. And I like that at the bottom now there's that uh, experience bar and it tells you how far up you are before you level up. And yep. you know you're getting you're getting shots and kills with a sniper from way out and you become like sniper expert. And then if you get another one, it's like sniper mm-hmm. master. And I like that they are, they arcade in the game. That's kind of within the game. But yeah, I, I don't understand the challenges. I don't even pay attention to it anymore. They kind of ruined it for me when it comes to that because it's, for me anyway, it's extremely overwhelming and I don't care enough to learn it. You know, yeah. it's just like, I, I'm i not going to pay attention to this. I don't care.
1: Yeah, so maybe I'll just go back. And I did, I did notice that there was a lot of things popping up at me all the time and i was like oh yeah. i did something i did that that, that was kind of cool especially when i first got started it was like but i'm but and i was like yeah. holy crap i'm it it like you i feel I, like
2: i am tearing it up i'm, <laughs> I'm doing really well
1: <laughs> dope dopamine 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 um, yeah. um, that was cool yeah so i'll go back into it i'll play it a little bit more um i did like playing on the pc uh i'm, I'm starting to see the the 60 frames per second difference it looks very nice, nice but I think I'll hop back onto the switch because I think that um, that's probably more compatible with the type of uh, Fortnite player I am.
2: Sure, I'm not a I'm not a PC Fortnite. I'm not on that level. I don't think I can participate <laughs> or even compete at that level. I need. Eight to 10-year-olds to play against. Otherwise, I'm going to get destroyed. (laughs) Nailed it. Exactly. Uh,
1: Now, the other game I picked up, because it was on sale for for 99 cents, down from $4, was a game that came out in November called Mars Power Industries. This game had a super cool art style to it. You know, retro, 18, 16. And I thought that this was a resource management building sim city type of game so i james did not read i clicked the buy button and Mm -hmm. i booted it up and that's what i played this morning on the plane and it is not a sim city type of game it is not a build a human colony it is a a puzzle game it is a puzzle game and the whole concept of the game is that you're on mars but it could literally be anything and there's little facilities that you need to power. And, um, you can place on this, uh, it's like a four by four grid, um, different power, you know, posts, and they can either be, you know, power the things next to it, or maybe it's the things above it. And the quirk is that whenever you place down a power, um, beacon, you can only place them in certain spots, but then there's spikes that come up every other turn and you can't place them on spikes. So there's no um, time. There's no challenge. You can always hit B and undo and go back to the beginning. Uh, and that game was, it was fun. I mean, I played it for a little bit and then I kind of got 20 challenges in of the 80 or hundred. So, um, puzzles and I got stuck and I, there's no hints. There's nothing like that. And I go, okay, I guess I'm done. And and I just turned it off. And I was like, all right, it was fun, but it's kind of a free game, mm-hmm. you know, a 99 cents, I guess it was good, but, um, I love the art style. The music is really good to like chill out like this, you know, spacey type music. Like that was cool. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I guess it just wasn't what I was expecting it to be. It wasn't a simulation, which I thought would be so cool in this little micro little simulation thing. Yeah.
2: No. And I mean, to your defense, I'm looking at the game page on Nintendo. It literally says in the big bold letters at the top, a feel good resource management game. So I can see why you would think it's a resource management game. It literally says that. And, uh, it's kind of, it it kind of looks like it would be but it's a little unfortunate that it's not i like the idea that it's sort of relaxing and chill it's something you can play before bed and at 99 cents i can see that being maybe worth it at its regular price of 4 i don't think i would spend that much but for a you know for a dollar maybe if that's something that scratches that itch i mean right now i have sim city or uh, city skylines that i've been playing a lot of and that's my kind of relaxing bedtime game but uh this this would have been cool if it was an actually an actual resource management game
1: yeah and and th- when you, i started it up there was new to tu- no tutorial it was it wasn't i didn't know it took me a while to figure out the spikes and how it all worked and and uh that that was okay to kind of learn as it goes but i i thought just maybe a one or two screens would have been pretty nifty i i think at a dollar it is if you like puzzle games i think maybe this is up Christina's alley. Um, a little bit in this puzzle uh, vein, she's kind of our puzzle master here. Um, I think that, I think that she, <laughs>
0: Sure. I think that
1: you may, you may like it, Christina. Um, um, maybe if it goes on to 49 cents or something, I put it on my wish list and I got an email that it had gone down to 99 cents. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll hmm. pick it up. And I had quite coins, you know, so I was like, oh, whatever it's free. Um, that was cool. And then I was on the page last week. We were, we we're talking about how on the sales page on the Nintendo website, it breaks it down a little bit different than on the eShop, where he was like, here's a bunch of stuff. Um, and on the game store, when you go to sales and deals, it's in different categories. And I saw that there was a Nice America uh, sale, which is go- still going on through the ninth. So you have another day or so. Hmm. And I saw that the game uh, Lapis X Labyrinth was 50% off, down from $30 to $15. In this game, I remember. Because, um, one of the editors at Kotaku wrote a blog post that said, I don't have no idea what's happening in this game, but it's the most fun I've ever had in a game ever because just <laughs> yeah. there's, there's coins and there's bits and there's treasure chests. Everything is happening nonstop. So I bought it and I played it for about an hour this morning. It is the most amazing game I've ever played in my entire life. It is so <laughs> much fun. Like it's, I, I do know what's going on, but there are so many bars, so many combos, so many fevers, so many things. So many, just so much going on. It's absolutely astonishing. Um, And it's in a really cool art style, very visually neon-esque. And the whole idea is that there's this town that has this labyrinth where you can go and plunder for treasure. So you have to take on quests and each quest is a different um, uh, tunnel, basically inside of this labyrinth. And you have a team of four different um, type classes that you can um, um, have with you. And you control all of them at the same time because they're all stacked on top of you. So they're all kind of like all of your team is fours on top of you. And you press the L trigger to rotate through them. So you can have like a combo, um, you can level them up, you can attach different weapons and different upgrades to all of them. And there's a combo for for your character, for um meters that will allow you to combo with all of your party there is this voltage meter that like does something i don't even know then there's a fever meter that happens and like everything gets crazy. There's bits and coins and everything just goes, everything is gems. And it's just doing this and you get treasure chests, and you have keys and you unlock the treasure chest and you get more stuff. And like, basically you're just always, you're always winning all the time. And you're just like, this is so fun. And I'm just like waving my hands in the air right now. And you're like, yes, yes, yes. And I want that. And I got this and like, boom. And the pow and the pow and then boom and then magic chest. And I'm missing the bam. (laughs) And that's the game. It's basically that nonstop. And um, it's super duper crazy fun, um, nice. so I highly recommend everyone go buy this um, while you can for fifteen dollars. Highly, highly recommended, it. and it's just a single player game. So there's no online multiplayer. There's nothing like that. Um, it's it's really really fun. Uh, okay. Lapis X Labyrinth. That's. I mean, I'm. I didn't realize it was on sale.
2: This is one that's been on my wish list for for quite a while, and I think it was probably because that article we had read. It just. Mm-hmm. It it reminds me of an old arcade game. I like the colors. I like how vibrant the game looks. I have no clue based on what we're seeing, what the heck is going on. Like it it makes no sense. I I assume there's a story because I see that there's some dialogue, but it makes no sense. It almost looks like a music game, you know, because you got these things popping up and stuff happening all over the place and there's all I mean it the navigation itself is insane it's absolutely insane and um but I love the colors I I think it would be probably a blast to play so I may have to check into it and see if it's something I can grab right now I've got so many games as it is in my backlog but uh yeah this I'm excited and it's kind of fun that that you're saying it is a, a steal because it has been on my wish list for a while
1: yeah I think this is the right price for it I feel like it's nice it's really 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 good. 30 I too mean, much yeah I think 30 I mean it's an ah. ask there's too many other games that's the problem sure so you know if i look at when i bought maybe raging justice or i bought some other games at the 15 dollars, I, I could imagine them going on sale but the problem is there's games on sale all the time it's hard to almost pay full price unless it's a big AAA game or a game that i just i know is not going to go on sale so i think that i think 15 dollars is a great sweet spot and uh and this is a good one so uh nice yeah, maybe if I have some time I'll I'll stream it um just so you can get some stuff. But go look up some videos. It, it's it's quite fun. I'll play some more, so I'll give you some insight onto it too for, Excellent. for next week. So that's yeah, it. That's all I've been playing. That's a lot of stuff. So sorry about that.
0: Yeah, I would love if you stream this just because I wish they had gameplay footage because based on these photos, I have no idea what I'm looking at. Yeah, and they do they do an am- <laughs> It just looks insane. They do a great
1: <laughs> job, by the way, of walking you through everything. Um uh-huh. um, like what this means, what this means, they really break it down for you in the beginning. And it's not a big tutorial. It's, Hey, you're about to go do this thing. This, is what this me does this is how you do that so the intro tutorial mm-hmm. is excellent. It's like, here's what every single button on the controller does. And it's, it's five minutes. And then you're like, Good. you got to go do this thing. And then whenever something new comes up, like you need to attach and, you know, um, uh, new weapons, it's like, here's this screen. Here's how you do this. Here's how you get these things and boom. And then when you beat a level, it's like, here's here's what a treasure chest is. Here's how you unlock it. Here are these keys. So even though you're doing a lot of stuff, you can focus in on, okay, like now there's something new. Like, what does this meter mean? Okay, that's how I unlock it. This is what I do. Okay, I get it now. Instead of this big tutorial that tries to teach you everything all at once, it try to teach you mm-hmm. on when you need to, kind of. So it's kind of nice. Gotcha. Okay. It's almost like
2: they realized it, it was yeah. overwhelming, so they kind of slowed it down and made it more bite-sized at first. I think so. Yeah. Nice. So how about you, Christina? What else you got this week?
0: Nothing different. Okay. <laughs> uh, Moving on. Po- Pokemon Sword. No. <laughs> oh, oh, Oh. all right. <laughs> I was going to... I, I, I wasn't done talking. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Sword and City Skylands again. Uh, Pokemon Sword. I totally miss the shiny Magikarp raid. I didn't realize it ended January 3rd and yesterday, which was January 4th for the time that we're recording the podcast. I spent like an hour and a half or two hours trying to find a shiny Magikarp.
2: Mm. How'd it go?
0: So again, just like with the the direct, I'm I'm, I'm stuck in the past, I think. didn't <laughs> It didn't go well. But also, I didn't have very many raids at all to choose from. I had like one beam to go to and I tried it and then I didn't have any others. So I don't know if like maybe right after an event, they don't have as many raids available i'm not sure why but i just seem to never really get any raids i don't know yeah i'm, I'm not sure but I, yeah but other than that i've been loving city Skylines. still i played it a little bit on my computer because i didn't have my switch for a day i left it in someone's car <laughs> so yep <laughs> but uh i i just i love the game so much it's just such a a pleasant game to play Moss, have you uh, or yeah did you get it for your switch ever Oh, i do i do just play it on pc i
1: do have it on my switch and on my pc um both oh, okay. installed and have not played either of them but you know i love oh, sim city okay. it's one of my favorite games yeah of all time and including the new one that everyone hated but i played for way too many hours and i loved every second of it so i do need to actually play this <laughs> because um, it looks good. And I don't know, should I play on the PC or the the Switch? Because I saw you playing earlier and I was like, oh, maybe I'll start and I'll join your city, but I, I don't think I can, right? Can I even do that on the PC? I don't even know.
2: Uh, you cannot. You cannot I on either. So. To be honest oh. with you, you can't on either. Uh, I will say, SimCity is great for that because they do have it so you can work together building cities. We've done it actually. The three of us mm-hmm. have played SimCity on on the same, I guess, world or whatever. But uh, City mm-hmm. Skylines does not support it. I don't know why. I, I don't know. But I, as far as what to play it on, I currently have cities on both, and I really enjoy them for different reasons. And I think maybe if you were to play them both, you could do like the Winter City on your Switch and then a normal, you know, whatever other expansion or just a a generic city on your PC. The PC, without a doubt, and I don't think it's a surprise to anybody, you can really zoom in. I mean, everything just looks gorgeous. But that's not to say the Switch is bad. I'm really, really enjoying it on my Switch as well. I just think that if I, I like having the the ability to bring it wherever I want and now I can play and, and it's all there. Every Everything is there. It's extremely functional and it works and every aspect of the game is there, but you're not going to get those new expansions when they come out. You're not going to get any updates to the Switch version. And I think if it's something where you want to continue playing this game long, long term and you like a new expansion, you do need to have both or focus on the the PC side, but uh, we've been playing both and for me, anyway, I really enjoy it on both and I, I get excitement and enjoyment out of both.
1: Have you played it on both, yeah, so like,
0: on Yeah, so on my Switch, that one came with the winter. I think we talked about it for the leisure and the winter um, expansions. I don't have either of those expansions on my computer. On my computer, I have the parks. I have like all except for the industry and whatever and, and the ones on my Switch on my computer. So it's nice having both of them but like michael said so i have like my cute little winter city that i'm growing very slowly over a long period of time right now on my switch but i just go like i just go crazy on my my, on my computer i'll like make a huge city in an hour Mm. and just go crazy um so for different reasons i like them but the one on my switch i think i'm just enjoying more right now because it's nice and slow and there's the snow and stuff like that but Hmm, yeah yeah
2: and as far as if I had to choose, because I really enjoyed even the most recent SimCity. Uh, you know, I know there was a lot of pushback on that one, but I enjoyed it a lot as well. They do yeah, the multiplayer. Too. And I really wish City Skylines had that. Other than that, I think I prefer City Skylines. I think it okay. does everything else better. Got it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That Districts is amazing. Oh, there's I love just so much, yeah. so
2: much depth. So much depth. I love creating districts. And love-
0: micromanage things a lot yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
2: And that's it for you, huh? So,
0: yeah, yeah. What about you?
2: Well, we kind of talked about most of mine. So, Pokemon Shield, obviously with the Magic Card thing I was trying to get, I had no luck. One of our listeners, Marby Z, uh, I think he's caught maybe 45 shinies. I don't know. Wow. He was talking to he, <laughs> I don't I don't think it was that I'm exaggerating, but he did mention on our Discord that he's caught a few, so maybe I can finally jump on a and trade with him to get to get one or two of those. Um, and then Fortnite, been playing with that. The Winter Fest is uh over tomorrow, I think, I think it should be over by the time the podcast comes out. City Skylines, I've been playing, having a blast with that. Really, that was one, I think I mentioned it last week, it's been on my wish list for maybe since I got Nintendo or since the game came out on this Nintendo Switch. And it's been on the wish list. And it was just at a price point, I wasn't comfortable paying, especially when you weren't clear on how it was going to handle in the navigation, because obviously it's a PC game that's ported and sometimes that gets a little clunky. Uh, it, it, it handles really, really well. It plays fine. The navigation feels very comfortable on the switch. So if you only play on the switch and you don't have a PC or don't want to play it on the PC, I don't think you should have any reservations about it. I think it plays really, really well. And as my city grows, I'm not noticing any frame rate drops. I've read that it does happen, but I'm not at a, I'm not at that point yet. I think I maybe have 10 or 15,000 people. So I don't know how big it gets before it starts happening, but I'm not experiencing it yet. And you can zoom way in and it's, and I'm playing on the winter. So there's snow particles, there's things happening Mm -hmm. and it, it still looks great. I I would be interested to see it without the snow. Maybe I'll start another city and test it because I want to see if the snow helps hide some of the graphic issues. You know what I mean? Because you're, you got snow falling and it kind of makes it look like, like, not, not blurry, but it makes it look sort of pixelated because the snow's falling. Is that hiding something or is that making it work harder? I, I don't know, but I love and- being in the winter scene.
0: And so I had one state. I think I got up to like twelve thousand people without snow, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I didn't see any issues.
2: Okay, so yeah, I mean, the I only the only it.
0: issue I ran into was when the game auto saves. It like Hiccups. my camera will move, but the cursor won't. Like, still stay in the middle. It, it it's really weird when it saves and auto saves. It like does weird stuff. But other than that, I haven't had any problems. And it's only a second.
2: It's not like it's it's yeah it's freezing the game or anything. I have not had any crashes. Yeah, maybe at the
0: most two seconds. Yeah, yeah. they did
2: a great job. So if you're on the fence, definitely mm-hmm. look into it. And then the other one that I got yeah. that's been on uh, my wishlist for quite a while. And then it was a recent sale. I think it was 50 or 60% off. I can't remember. But it was Bridge Constructor Portal. It was pretty inexpensive. And I think with my gold coins, it, it didn't cost me anything. Um, I'm a huge Portal fan and I've been itching for Portal again. And so when I saw that this was on sale, I was like, oh, you know what? I would love to jump back into that world in some manner. And uh, this is fun. It's just a puzzle game. If you played Bridge Constructor, you have to make bridges and Uh, things go across the bridges. And if hopefully you built it well enough, it doesn't collapse. And this is just that, but in portal. So essentially you're sending, you know, test subjects from one portal to another, and hopefully your bridge holds. Otherwise Gladys gets very mad at you. So it's, it's all there. If you like portal, if you like Gladys, if you like that sort of world, it's there, but it's also very much bridge constructor. It's not, it's not, it's not going to scratch the, the itch of portal, three missing in our world <laughs> so it, it don't 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 think that but it's it's just cute and it's nice to hear gladys talking again and and uh they did a great job
1: with it it looks really nice nice, nice. very yep. cool so that's wow, it All playing some good stuff i like it that's awesome <laughs> yeah uh. yeah i'm excited i'm gonna have to check out
2: uh some of this lapis labyrinth i i'm i'm happy it was uh it gets a thumbs up. It
1: gets a mods thumbs up on this. It gets a big Mott's. And it and it, it put a big smile on my face. So I think I think it'll put a lot of smiles on people's faces. And even when this game came out, I remember us talking about how terrible the eShop like <laughs> listing is. It has like one sentence and, and <laughs> it doesn't say it. anything. It doesn't say yeah. anything. There's no video, I agree, Christina, that needs a video. Because
0: yeah. Anything in the eShop should have some sort of gameplay video. I hate when they had to when they don't have that. Yeah.
1: Get on it. Get on it, Nice America. Anyways. Um, that's going to do it. We did it first, first recording.
0: We made it. Of Excellent. the new year. First, first, technically. Yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: Happy new year to everybody. And, uh, yeah, we did it. We, we had,
0: happy, we had happy three, 2019. Yeah. <laughs> happy
2: 2019. We made <laughs> it. Big,
0: big 2019.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: you know, we had three stories. We still managed to get an hour out of the episode. <laughs> that's how we do it. Yep. All right. Well, until next week. Thanks, uh, Christina and Michael for the pod. And, of course, you can join us everywhere on the internet. Go to nintendodispatch.com. There's a Discord button. There's a Twitter button. There's, a, there's buttons to contact us. There's all the buttons. Just click on those button, hit subscribe, tell your friend about the podcast. We appreciate it. So that's going to do it until next week. This has been your Nintendo Dispatch.